0: You
1: are listening, You are listening listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast.
0: I think it was two years ago now, maybe three. It was the springtime. And we were fishing this lake in Region 3, which is well known from some super, super big fish. But it's also well known, like, you know, you go there 10 times and you don't catch anything in a row. And then you go there and then you catch fish. So um, it was one of those spring days and I had a, quite a few friends on the lake and we were kind of fishing in like sea, a maybe not even a U shape, like a C shape, just on a drop off and nobody was catching. Like it was the slowest day ever, right? And I had this special fly that I put on and um, nothing happening, nothing happening. And sure enough, you know, okay, I'm going to have my sandwich. So I picked up this sandwich, right? And as I picked up my sandwich to have it, um, my rod moved and I grabbed it. And then we see this fish flying out from the water and look like a steelhead. Huge, like I don't know, 10, 12, 13 pound steelhead size fish just fly out, right? So I grabbed my rod. I'm trying to get the fish and the fish just going, going. And then again, second jump. And then when it came down, I it snapped my, my tippet. So. So, and that was the only fish we saw on the water that day, including all the other boats, and they all seen the fish. And yeah, we still talk about that, that, you know, Murphy's Law, you know, nothing happens, nothing happens. You, you know, touch your sandwich or a snack or a drink and sure enough, that fish will come and take. And that was the biggest fish I ever hooked in still water. That's for sure still today.
1: Well, thanks so much for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, We are going to get to our top 10 cities in just a moment. We've got a conversation with Aggie Fritz out of Summerland, B.C. She's a brand ambassador for Chinook Wind Outfitters. She's pro staff with Bass Pro Shops and pro staff with Cabela's. Also a guide with Blackwater Guiding. Top 10 cities this week. Number one slot was Vernon, B.C. Thanks, folks, for listening. Also Denver, Colorado, followed by Salt Lake City. Then South Jordan, Utah, Abbotsford, B.C., over to the Island Campbell River, um, B.C., and then Seattle, Washington, uh, Sacramento, California, Madison, Wisconsin, Dallas, Texas, and Fox Creek, Alberta. Thanks, folks, for listening this time around
2: welcome to the fly fishing 97 podcast featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry we focus on guides conservation resort managers gear and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers the fly fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by the fly crate
1: theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing the Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine. The convenience of having flies delivered right to your door. Some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. TheFlyCrate.com.
2: Here's your host, Mark Hopley.
1: Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. We are going to take you out to Summerland, British Columbia, Canada. We've got Aggie Fritz on the line. Now, Aggie is a brand ambassador for Chinook Wind Outfitters. She's pro staff with uh, Bass Pro Shops and pro staff with Cabela's. Uh, originally from Hungary, spent a lot of time on the coast chasing surgeons, salmon, trout, you name it. Uh, she's a fly tire, and she's big on promoting women and youth in the world of fly fishing. And it's nice to finally get you on the program. Aggie, thanks for doing this.
0: You're very welcome, Mark. Thank you for having
1: me. So, what I like to do uh, on this show is kind of take things back to your roots. So, um, how did fly fishing start for you? What, kind of walk us through that journey a little bit.
0: Okay. Hey, well, fly fishing literally started in 2010 for me. Prior to that, it was all gear fishing. So, um, soon after I was born, my father and grandfather took me out fishing, and fishing was always in my life. But uh, back home, fly fishing wasn't a big de- thing to do, as we really don't have any trouble with it. Mm-hmm. So fly fishing came to my life um, here in BC in 2010. And ever since, is not looking back, and it's all about fly fishing.
1: <laughs> well, I can tell from your Instagram posts, and, and it, it looks like you're um, finding a lot of fins in the province of BC. If you had to name... Aggie, a few um, influences on your fly fishing. Uh, why don't you walk us through that? So who, who kind of influenced you? Who kind of mentored you in, in the world of fly fishing?
0: I would say Todd Oishi was one of the big ones. Um, Todd mm. started doing competitions on the coast, and I was introduced really to that. And that was big. That was really, really big, started doing competitions. So I think uh, he would be one of the biggest ones. And then uh, beside that, you know, Brian channel has been following Brian and um, Phil. I think they are the ones that really got me into it. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, we've had Todd on the show, at, well, and Phil, uh, trying to get mm-hmm. Brian. But, uh, yeah, those uh some pretty darn good influences. and Todd, Todd is like a wealth of information that I, 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 I think we turned his show into a two a two day episode because oh wow. <laughs> I, I didn't know where to start and end with him, but, uh, yeah, there's definitely there's some good influences for sure. I, I want to take a few minutes, Aggie, to get to know you a little bit off the water. Are you ready for a few questions that may or may not have a lot to do with fishing?
0: Okay, absolutely.
1: What about music? So when you're on your way to your favorite Stillwater or or river, what's playing in the stereo in the truck?
0: It's usually some kind of uh, trance or house or just happy upbeat music, like a go-go music. Yeah,
1: get the energy going.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: How about a go to fly pattern that you can't live without? So let, let's go still water here because I know now you're in the interior of BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, that's probably a big move and a little different fishing than, than you were doing down at the coast. If you're opening your fly box more often than not, if you could pick one pattern, what would it be?
0: One pattern for the lake any time of the, the year would be a dragon nymph.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Those hits are hard, too. Now, what kind of dragon? Let's walk us through this. Is this a gonfus? Is it a darner? Is it green? Is it gray? Is it brown? What color?
0: It's it's a brownish, dark olive combination. And actually, I just came up with a brand new pattern, and I uh, haven't really put it online yet because I really want to fish this one before I, I put it up. It's, it's something very, very different from what we've been seeing online. So I'm excited for this new one.
1: Can you tell us? Is it deer hair or is it uh, dub, no. dubbed it's, body?
0: <laughs> it does not include any deer hair. Ah. I'm, I'm I'm not a fan of deer hair. So, but it floats. It will float really good.
1: So when you say you're not a fan of deer hair, does that mean you're not a, a fan of tying with it? Or? <laughs>
0: That's correct. Yeah. I, I do have caddies. But that's about it. When yeah. it has to, when it comes to shaving deer hair, no thanks. Not in my place. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. I <laughs> just like <laughs> those are the ones that I tend to buy because it's like if if it's that much work and that much time, and I know some a people it, it will spin in the deer hair and like you say of cutting it, it's just it's a it's a gong show. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> hmm. Are you a sports fan? So if in in um, other words, if if let's say you're cheering for your team. Maybe it's back in Hungary. Maybe it's here in BC. Are you a hockey fan? Are you a, um, you know, CFL? I do not watch
0: TV and I don't watch any kind of games. (laughs) So if I cheer for somebody, that will be the Canadian fly fishing
1: team, that Ah, would be my cheer. I like it. Nice. Um, so if, if you were to talk fly fishing and Mm -hmm. you're not on the water. So where do you go to get your fix on fly fishing? Is there a fly shop locally? Is there a pub? Um, Where do you get your fix when you're not in your waders?
0: Hmm. Well, fly shop is a big one, definitely. I visit fly shops quite often, and I spend a long time in there. Um, Other than that, I joined the Summerland Fly Tire Club. And right now with COVID, we cannot do that, but I really, really enjoyed that when we were able to do that.
1: Nice. So, so
0: another than that, it's the internet.
1: Yeah. What? What mm-hmm. fly, What's your go-to fly shops? I mean, is there one in the valley? Is it like Trout Waters? Or is there one down the coast? Where Where do you? Where's your favorite spot to go?
0: oh uh, right nice Trout Waters because they are the
1: closest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: So that's that's a good group out in summer. You probably see is John Alexander go out to those tying sessions or Bob.
0: Yes, Bob and Bert. his son.
1: Yes, yeah. and Bob, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's good. some avid fly fishers in Summerland. Yeah. For a small town, it's amazing how many there are.
0: Yes, and we have Danny's Grant too. So it's a really good hmm. group of people.
1: If you had to kind of distill, Aggie, fly fishing down to a single lesson, like what does it bring into your world? What does it do for you?
0: Fly fishing is my everything really. It's my mental health. And uh, my passion, my hobby, it's, you know, it's it's not about the fish anymore. Mm. And it's just being out there, absolutely. It's even, you know, being on the river or on the lake doesn't matter anymore. It's just being out there. the the nature, the peace, the quiet. yeah, yeah, and then you know, watch watch reading the river, that's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, step by the river and just read it like, Watch for that take. Watch for that movement of the fish, or raise the pockets? And yeah, definitely.
1: How, how do you find so? So now that you're in the interior of BC, there's obviously a lot less moving waters. I mean, it's more still water centric. Are you missing some of the those rivers and streams, or are you uh, kind of making do?
0: I do miss river fishing. I I think I'm. I love. I like. River fishing more than still water, but uh, I have lakes up here, but I do I, I do go down to the Simmel Camine and fish that quite often and been learning that river very, very well. And, you know, nothing too big in there, but lots of fish, lots of lots of fish in there. Yeah. And um, I go up to Adams River in the fall, and then this summer I have a big trip booked to Fernie, BC. So I will have my river fix for sure.
1: Hmm. Fill in the blank for me. When I'm not fly fishing, I'm usually doing what?
0: Uh, fly tying or I'm in the bush.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's the best job you've ever had? Are you doing it now or is it something you've done in the past? I
0: think I'm doing it right now. I'm one of those kind of person who... If I didn't like my job, I left, so I need to be happy at my position. And I'm quite happy where I'm at right now. I can't complain. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I got a good boss and great coworkers, so I'm, I'm pretty happy.
1: Good stuff. Um, so let's get back, um, to the water. I'm curious, Aggie, to know your dream day. So if you could have your perfect day, fly fishing in BC. What does that look like? Is it on a river? Is it on a lake? Um, is there a coffee in your hand? What kind of fish are you chasing? Walk us through that. Kind of paint us a little picture.
0: It's definitely would be a river mm-hmm. over a lake. So it will be a river. And if I can pick, I would say the good news. There's a few rivers there and creeks that I absolutely love to fish. And you know you you head down to the river and then you just look at it and try to figure out where the fish can be Mm -hmm. and you know you get your fly you know get the fly box out get the fly on um possibly a a dry fly first and you know just cast and then you have that silent waiting for that take right so and i think that's the most amazing thing when when a fish comes up and takes your dry fly that stops everything for me absolutely
1: is there a hot coffee in the morning what's going on there
0: yes uh, coffee yeah (laughs) coffee in the morning water through the day uh
1: campfire end of the day
0: yes yes that's a big one. i i do attend to have fires quite often even here at my place i love fire
1: (laughs) oh yeah no i hear you um when you say kootenai's don't get too specific don't give away your secret spot but you wouldn't have to be talking maybe cranbrook Kimberley area would you
0: yes that would be the area yeah. all the way to the uh, alberta border yeah definitely
1: yes mm-hmm. so many amazing rivers out there so what do you like to chase Are you chasing bull trout Are you chasing cutties
0: cutties cutties my favorite no. yes
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And rainbows, f- big rainbows too.
1: What's your favorite fly to throw for uh, cutthroat on moving water? uh I
0: would.
1: Do what? Sorry? Elk Hair?
0: Elk Hair, yeah. Or it would be a Green Break. If it's a Green dig catch on, absolutely Green Break.
1: Yeah. Fair yeah,
0: that can be a real amazing fishery down there. So,
1: yeah. so what's the end game for you in fly fishing? And I, kn- I know that you are. um I'm always trying to get more women on this, this podcast. And I'll, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I've probably asked as many women as men to come on, but Mm -hmm. I have a lot less takers, if that makes sense. It's like, I I don't, I know there's a lot of women out there fly fishing, but I have a hard time getting them on my program. And I'm not sure why that is, but sorry, go ahead.
0: So what I see, Mark, is I'm actually part of the BC Women's Fly Fishing Group. And uh, believe or not, we have over over uh, 800 women wow.
2: now joined
0: our club. So um, we have a Facebook page, and it's all women's, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there is, I didn't even know it was that many ladies out there who fly fish in BC. So what's happening is really is they don't feel comfortable being around guys. Okay. And me neither. Uh, <laughs> so I mean we do lots of trips, right? Like from all the way up to Pitt River, we get guides and boats and we go up there
2: yeah. and
0: they fill out so fast or into little up to Little West or and or lakes like we did Douglas Lake Ranch and some other lakes too. Nice. And they love it. The ladies absolutely love it. They wanna learn more. I just recently did a uh, fly tying through Zoom. Um, for five weeks, every Wednesday night with the ladies, and it was a huge hit. Cool. So they feel really comfortable with me and with other women around them, but not so much with men. Yeah. So I think that's that's one of those things that they just they just don't.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. I, <laughs> if you could change something about the world of fly fishing, is there anything that you think as a group fly fishers could be doing better?
0: Don't know if it's like worldwide or as a group but i'm pretty happy with the fly fishing community um especially with some of the guys who's like taking it super seriously in a competition right and i am pretty happy it's what i'm missing is i would love to see in bc more lakes and more rivers that it's only fly fishing and it's only catch and release i would mm-hmm. love to See more of that
1: definitely. Well, and you know, Aggie it's gotten a lot better over the last, I don't know, 10-15 years because it used <laughs> to be, I mean, there was I mean, I grew up here and I don't remember catch well there were no catch and release lakes back in the day when they started doing that, it it kind of it, it tipped the scales because it brought people that just wanted to catch decent sized fish. It wasn't about just the meat. And I think <laughs> Like, I, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think that's what, one thing we don't talk about that we do really well, I think, in this province is kind of make rivers and, stri- well, more so lakes accessible to everybody and what what you're looking for. So some people are, you know, if it's a lake full of kokanee, you can go and take a few kokanee and if you want to, you know, eat a few, fine. But then there's also those trophy lakes, which we never had back in the day. And I really think that's changed the playing field. What What do you think?
0: It definitely has. Yes. And also what I have noticed, especially in the past, I would say five years, maybe six, is the social media change. The fly fishing community a lot. And it's changed how many people fishes, right? Like, many lakes you have gone to before, and it was only fly fishers. And it was only a few people, right? And now you go and it's like, it's a aluminum hatch on every single lake, right? It's just boats <laughs> Did everywhere. Did
1: you say an aluminum hatch? I like that. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah.
0: And you know, it's it's great to see that more people are getting into the sport, but it's hard to find peaceful places these days.
1: Yeah. Amen so. to that. No, mm-hmm. for sure. And and Let's face it, I in, in my mind, that's why I like some of those pay lakes. Not that I can afford to go fish a pay lake all the time, but it's nice to kind of have that in the arsenal, a place where you know there's not going to be 100 people on that on that yeah. body of water.
0: Yes, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Well, I like my peace.
1: <laughs> I suspect you and I are fishing a lot of similar waters, being in, in the same area, but I mean, what has it been like for you making the move from, you know, lower mainland area where, you know, you're looking at some steelies, you're looking at some of those, uh, you know, those, those cutthroat waters, some of those backwaters, you know, moving to mm-hmm. a drier environment where you kind of forced to focus more on still water. What's that, walk us through that as far as your fly fishing journey, like it's, that's a big change.
0: It is a big change, and it has some positives to it, definitely. I do miss the river fishing, and the winter is a little bit tough, because down the coast I was able to fish rivers all all winter, right? And up here, that's not happening. (laughs) So I I do miss that. Um, On the other hand, a lot more lake, a lot closer. I don't have to go to the traffic in the lower mainland, which I love. So easier to get to lakes up here. I also had a chance to get out last year and start fishing for bass on the fly. And it was a blast and I loved it. So, Mm. and so close that I get off work and I can just go in the afternoons and I was not able to do the tunnel in the lower mainland. So there's lots of positive, I do miss the rivers, but there's lots of positive up here. And I think the quality of life is just uncomparable to the lower mainland it's so much better
1: are you chasing largemouth mostly or smallmouth what are you chasing there
0: oh both of them mm-hmm. i got smallmouth when when i but the first time i got out and i got in on a popper and i was just through the moon you know over the moon happy so definitely going to do that a lot more this year
1: yeah I have a mm-hmm. feeling I know of some, I mean, there's not that many lakes that hold small and largemouth bass in the province mm-hmm. of BC, especially when you get to the interior. I, 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 I'm i sure we're on a lot of the same waters, but there's actually some trophy, trophy bass fish in here that we don't even talk yeah. about.
0: Yes, it is. And I'm, I'm going to target the, the bass lot more this year. Also, I'm hoping to get some carp on the fly. That's another thing Mm. I I like to get into.
1: I I struggle with those guys on the fly. I, not to say I never have got them, but I I just, for whatever reason, if I'm going for carp, I think of like the old country where you're throwing bait. I just, I don't know what it is about the carp and they fight better than just about any species of fish you can, you can catch.
0: They sure do. They will pull you back to your backing. They will take you right out, right? Like yeah. they will fight hard. And I love that. They're really, really spooky. Yes. So uh, not easy to catch them. But once you find your technique, really, it's it's doable for sure.
1: I had somebody come on the show and they talked about carp as social spookers, <laughs> which which made a lot of sense to me. Because anytime I kind of, if you show yourself, they're gone.
0: Yes, Definitely.
1: So, are you fishing? If you're going to go for carp, are you fishing mostly wading, or are you in, um, uh, you know, a, a craft? From,
0: yeah, yeah, possibly from the boat. Yeah. Yeah, the area I'm thinking. There is another area up in between Kamloops and Chase, mm-hmm. where on the river actually there is carp there, and that would be a walk and wait one, which could be really, really good. Nice. But here, when I'm going, I I, I use a boat.
1: Right. So and
0: try to go, you
1: know. Things are kind of starting to open up now in our neck of the woods. So, um, have you got? Tell me what your season looks like this year. Have you got a lot of trips planned, or you, you heading out anywhere as COVID hopefully starts? Things hopefully start to open up a little bit. What's what's in the uh, in the game plan?
0: So the game plan is uh, as of this year, I'm going to uh, join. Actually, I have joined Blackwater guiding. Um, with Carrie Person, and I will be guiding for Carrie. Nice. So, yeah, so that will be on the venue. I believe I will be the only female guide up here. So, and hopefully that will help the ladies out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping to do some river, river trips too. And personally getting out as much as possible on the lakes. And then I have a 10 day trip booked down in the Kootenai
1: Awesome. So, yeah. uh, With uh, sorry, the name of that outfitter was Blackwater Guides. Yes. So
0: Blackwater Guiding.
1: Whereabouts? Kind of throw me like an area. Is that? Are we talking Region Eight? We talking Region Five, Four, Three? Where is that? Based
0: based out of Aspen Grove. Oh.
1: Okay. That's local.
0: Yes, it is. So pretty much from from Mary to Kamloops to here to the Okanagan all the way down to Soyuz, like you know region 3 region 8 both of them
1: really. nice well there's a lot of sweet spots in there yes huh and yeah. some private fisheries within those regions that are pretty yes. darn good <laughs> right on so what are you fishing out of aggie these days are you uh, so when you're guiding and let's say you're hitting still waters with say for rainbow trout in whether region eight, region three, Aspen Grove area, what what kind of you know are you are you fishing in hard bottom boats, pontoon boats? What does that look like?
0: Marlons, hard, hard bottom, you know, John boats. Yeah. Um, I I do have a marlon, and uh, I love those boats. They extremely stable and super light, right. and really nice boats. I quite enjoy. It.
1: Have you got like the nine or ten foot, or is twelve?
0: Uh, personally, I have a, but I use for myself, it's a 10 foot, but for guiding now I have a 12.
1: Right. So now I have two. Do you find the 12 helps you a lot when you have somebody else on the boat?
0: Definitely. It's just, you know, give you more space, especially with now it's, if it's, you know, if COVID stays up, yeah. if you have a lot more room, mm-hmm. you know, um, between the two person and it's just wider, a little bit, a little bit more wider than the 10 and yeah, definitely stable like super stable boats
1: it amazes me how wide those boats are and, and we talk yeah. about it a lot on the show and i had phil roley on and he was talking about how much he loves his marlins and uh yeah. you know jordan uh ulrich same thing and and yourself it's just and uh
0: brian.
1: brian yeah it's yeah. like it's the who's who that brian.
0: <laughs> what, what's that sorry Brian just picked up
1: one too. Did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's, yeah, it's funny because we were talking about this the other day. It really has been an evolution. You think back, it wasn't long ago, we were just fishing out of like basically an inflatable inner tube. I mean, we were fishing out of yes. belly boats, right? Yes. Yeah. And then the U-boats and yeah. And then the pontoon and then. boats and then, you know, the G3s and now the, you know, it's like. The
0: Marmonds. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I changed I, a lot for sure. Yeah, for sure. And they're so light. They're not, they're, they're very maneuverable. And that's, that's what I think. I know myself, I got a little tired of putting air in things, you know, it's, it's okay on a small body of water. Yeah. if You got to hike in, but it's it's so nice to just pull up and throw the boat in. So are you, are oh, you? Oh, definitely.
0: Yes, it is.
1: So. Are you trailering yours or is that kind of one that just goes up on the rack? Yes. Yeah.
0: No, I'm trailering mine. Yeah. yeah. I'm tailoring cool. the boat. Yeah. I do have an inflatable too um, when I just want to go by myself for after work. So I mm. just can just throw it in my vehicle. And then after work, I head down south a little bit more and uh, yeah, just pump that one up and go and fish.
1: What do you use when you say uh, inflatable? Are we talking a pontoon boat or?
0: No, it's actually um, what is that called? I think it's a mariner three. Okay. Um, it's Cabela's. Uh, sells those boats. It's, yep. it's, it's, a, it's an inflatable. It uh, supports three people, I believe. And you can have the outboard, I mean, uh, um, an electric motor on it too. So it's pretty comfortable and really stable. And I love for the fact that I can just throw it in my vehicle.
1: How much fly time are you doing these days? Being that we're kind of just coming out of winter here, are you spending a lot of time at the VICE?
0: I shared did. Right before you called, I was on the vice.
1: <laughs> okay, so what kind of vice do you tie on?
0: Um, my vice it is a mongoose, a griffin mongoose Montana. Nice. And it's actually over ten years, about ten years old, and love it. Really nice. It's hmm. a true rotary vice, and really nice job. It's going to handle big hooks and all the way down to 20s. I uh, recently started tying these micro flies, which I quite enjoy. So, okay. yeah.
1: Okay. Talk to me about that. So micro flies, what are we talking chronomids? Or what are we talking about when you say micro flies?
0: I got down to the point when I had some dry fly on a size 22 hook. Oh, geez. And, and yes. And then tiny, tiny nymphs also on size 20. And uh, uh, the Patag- Patagon flies, which is yeah. uh, start, started back in, actually started in France, but mm-hmm. then the Spanish took over and went from there. So, um, yeah, I, I've been tying Patagon flies and they tiny, tiny, super tiny flies for uh, nymphing in the river.
1: Okay, so you either have amazingly good eyesight or uh, this is where I get, dial me in on this. So when you're tying size 20 flies, are you using, mm-hmm. what are you using for a magnifier, if anything?
0: I have a magnifier um, desk lamp. So I don't know what's the brand of it. I got it a long, long, long time ago from Amazon. And it's one of those round ones. Mm-hmm. And then the magnifier in the middle. And it works really good. So mm-hmm. I can see really well. The do you, small size.
1: Do you use glasses as well?
0: I wear glasses all the time. Okay. so. I, I'm pretty blind without glasses, so I have to have them on. <laughs>
1: yeah, It's amazing how important that is, especially when you're trying to tie those things onto that small tippet. Yes, yes,
0: definitely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Talk to me, Aggie, about gear. So um, still water centric now, what are you throwing? Like, are you, you know, um, brands give me lengths, weights. What, what, What's your go-to in rods right now?
0: Um, my go-to, when I fish lakes, is usually a six-weight rod, 10-foot, six-weight. Uh, six mm-hmm. I have a, quite a few different brands from Reddington, Sage, um, uh, actually most of, most of them. And I have some Cabela's brands, but they're all 10-feet uh, long and six-weight. Those are my stillwater rods.
1: What is it and about the 10-foot that you like?
0: If you fish with indicator, obviously, it's just an easier cast and uh even even on competition i just i find it it's easier to cast when it's when it's windy right so and yeah. on competition and then stripping and just getting it in it's it's a better setup than a nine 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 feet rod so yeah for sure 100
1: yeah. percent. and
0: for the rivers it's it's nymphing so i do have a hanak rod it's a hanak competition rod and I can put it up to 11 feet long, 11.6 actually, with all the extensions and a super light, like a three-weight, two-three-weight hmm. but very very sensitive. And usually that's what I use on the river.
1: So you're euro a lot on the on the moving water. Yes, I do. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. It's either euro or or uh, dry fly. I don't do much streamers at all.
1: You you talked about that that wind, and I know because we're in the same area. I find I call it the two o'clock wind. So come yes. two o'clock, it's gonna be blown. So you yes. you better get out early or stay late.
0: Yeah, I usually stay late. So I find it like going down to the sim will come in after work. So I usually get there around four o'clock, four or five the latest. Oh no, I usually get there around four o'clock, and five o'clock is the time when the hatch starts, and it's
1: amazing fishery on on dry fly. Yeah. I I spent a lot of time there. I, Mm -hmm. we drifted. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, and like you said, there's, it's not, it's not going to be some of those famous rivers. You're not going to get those huge fish, but there's definitely numbers. There's whitefish, there's rainbows. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it can be good for sure. Yes. I, I think too, that, um, that's one thing that we, we definitely like, I've never seen in our area, a drift boat. Like when was the last time you saw a drift boat going down that river? I've never seen it.
0: No, not a real drift boat. No.
1: And uh, honestly though, there's reasons for that because I have done the old lift up the pontoon and walk for four hundred meters yeah. before you get <laughs> there's there's a reason for that, right?
0: Yes. Yes, the water can get super low on the signal coming in in certain areas for sure.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah you got any crazy fish stories for me? I always like to ask my guests if there's anything weird or wonderful that's happened to you in time. And we all have something, you know, whether it's a crazy wildlife story or the one that got away or the osprey that, you know, took the fish off. Yeah.
0: Well, the one that got away, um, I think it was two years ago now, maybe three, it was the springtime. And, We were fishing this lake in region three, which is well known from some super, super big fish. But it's also well known, like, you know, you go there 10 times and you don't catch anything in a row. And then you go there and then you catch fish. So um, it was one of those spring days and I had quite a few friends on the lake. And we were kind of fishing in like a, a C, maybe not even a U shape, like a C shape, just on a drop off and nobody was catching like it was the slowest day ever right and i had this special fly that i put on and um, nothing happening nothing happening and sure enough you know okay i'm gonna have my sandwich so i picked up this sandwich right and as i picked up my sandwich to have it um my rod moved and I grabbed it and then we see this fish flying out from the water and it looked like a steelhead. Huge, like, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 pound steelhead sized fish just fly out, right? So I grabbed my rod, I'm trying to get the fish and the fish just going, going and then again, second jump. And then when it came down, I it snapped my my tippet. So, yes, so, and that was the only fish we saw on the water that day, including all the other boats, and they all seen the fish. And, yeah, we still talk about that, that, you know, Murphy's Law. You know, nothing happens, nothing happens. You, you know, touch your sandwich or a snack or a drink, and sure enough, that fish will come and take. And that was the biggest fish I ever hooked in still water. That's for sure, still today.
1: The second you put that rod down or you look Mm -hmm. away... It uh-huh. is amazing to me. It's almost like they know.
0: I think I think they do. <laughs> yeah. No. I think they do actually. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah.
1: It's like the second you put the rod in the rod holder, it there's mm-hmm. I don't even want to hold it anymore. It's like just 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 put it in the rod holder and I'll watch it. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, and that's when they come and take it. So I think that's the that's that story that I will never forget. I cried. all. Well, I had oh, tears. Yeah. I wouldn't say I cried, but I definitely had tears. And I just, yeah, I was devastated. Absolutely devastated.
1: How big do you think it was?
0: I don't know. I'm thinking around 13 pounds. Wow. wow. Yeah. Like I say, it was looked like a steelhead. It, it so was
1: just... Chrome
0: chrome completely chrome yes yeah i've been there um, that, mm-hmm. those are the
1: ones <laughs> you never forget i no. i have a I've... fish in my brain that i can picture the minute i close my eyes it's the thompson river it's 30 years ago and this thing porpoised in front of me and i thought it was a shark it was like <laughs> I'll, n- I'll never forget it but it had that you know the, that rainbow it just kind of looked at me and just did a porpoise and i went mm-hmm. mm, yeah you win <laughs> but yeah yeah, we all have, that's cool. Good stuff. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: What's the end game for you when it comes to fly fishing? So now you're getting, I, I mean, obviously you're, you're brand ambassador for, for Chinook Wind Outfitters, um, mm-hmm. pro staff with uh, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's. Now now you're guiding for, for Blackwater. Um, is this ultimately, and, and not to take away from what you're doing day job now, but is what's the end game?
0: Well, the end game is to enjoy life as much as possible for sure. And that includes fly fishing. I love doing education. I love educating people. And when it comes to, like, you know, fly tying, like teaching people how tying flies and, and educating them, like, when it comes to fishing, right? Why we do this and why don't we do that and how we do this and, and you know, like, why this bug and not the other bug. And I extremely enjoy that to teach people so i think down the road that's that's what i'm going to do and hopefully you know getting back to competitions for sure
1: you do a lot um, of competitive fishing or is that something you've done a lot in the past
0: um i did down the coast the river comps and uh we also have the the lake competitions and which i enjoy also and i have been doing those recently until covid stopped everything right I'm hoping to get back to it and, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in 2023, we, BC will be hosting the world, uh, the Women's World Fly Fishing Championship Awesome! and I'm hoping to be a part of that.
1: I'm sure you will be. So, uh, Uh-oh. is that in, what region's that in, Aggie? Region three. Perfect. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I can remember going in '93 to the uh, World Fly Fishing Championships just to kind of watch yeah. it in Camloops, and I mean, honestly, we we don't know how good we have it here, do we?
0: Yeah, no, not really. We have it amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, and yeah. yeah, another women's will be here, the women's world. So that's extremely exciting.
1: So, talk to me a little bit about that, and I know I know you're um, big on you know. Um, youth getting into fly fishing, women getting into fly fishing. If somebody wants to follow you kind of, um, or if l- let's say there's some gals listen to the show, that are like, yeah, that sounds good. i don't sign me up. Where do they, f- where do they find these groups?
0: Um, They can find me on Instagram and also on Facebook. Instagram is Fritz, And then on Facebook, I have my Cabela's Pro Stuff page or just my regular page. And uh, people can message me, ladies, women, kids, anybody. And I'm more than willing to go and do it. Like, you know, I... I don't need many people to put a, a course together or anything. I just want to go out there and take kids with me and, and get them into it. You know, I, I want every single youth, especially girls to fly fish. Yeah. I, 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 I truly do.
1: I got two girls. I've been trying to get them fly fishing my whole life. Maybe you can help me with that. I don't I'm just like, come on guys. I'm going to get them out. That, I'm, I told them this good year. Love to. Yeah. that's no, good, good stuff. I, I, Aggie, I love what you're doing. And I think, Um, the best thing that I can say about fly fishing is there's a lot more inclusiveness now. It's like, um, it's not an elite sport anymore. It's about getting out, enjoying time. doesn't matter uh, whether you're a guy, gal, young, old, it doesn't matter how much money you make or don't make. It's just about getting peace of mind and getting in in the, the great outdoors, right?
0: Yes, absolutely is. It's just that peace of mind. Right. So,
1: well, Hey, I I love what you're doing. Thanks for taking the time tonight to chat and have an amazing uh, season on the water.
0: Thank you so much, Mark. And thanks for having me.
1: We've been chatting tonight with Aggie Fritz, brand ambassador for Chinook wind outfitters, pro staff with Bass Pro Shops and pro staff also with Cabela's. Uh, Thanks for joining us this time around.
2: The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.